Radio Rounds, the podcast series from St. Louis Children's Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Development of neurotoxicity in infants and children who have been exposed to general anesthetics has garnered attention in recent times and sparked various debates. The effects range from learning disability, cognitive defects, to development of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's disease in later life. My guest today is Dr. Julie Drobish. She's a Washington University pediatric anesthesiologist at St. Louis Children's Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Drobish. So what are some of the concerns about anesthetics in children? Hi, well, thank you for having me. There are some concerns about anesthetics in children, and the concern uh, primarily is that exposure to these anesthesia drugs can possibly be harmful to the brain cells or neurons, uh, meaning that there could be altered function even after the anesthesia is stopped. Are pediatric patients not miniature versions of adult physiology? Actually, they aren't. And one thing we commonly say is that kids are not just small adults. Um, They are developing very rapidly and in particular, brain development is going on uh, in a very important ways up until approximately age three uh, is when the majority of the rapid brain development goes on. And so during this period, the neurons in the brain are thought to be more vulnerable to the exposure of anesthesia than in an older child or a young adult. So how did physicians become aware of this problem? Well, we became aware of this problem uh, because initially there were several animal studies that were done um, using exposure to anesthetics, and many different anesthetics were tested. And in most cases, the exposure to anesthetics caused some cell death in the brains of the animals that were studied. And in many cases, in addition to the cell death, the animals developed problems with learning and memory later on in life. So if anesthetics cause problems in animals, does it necessarily follow that they'll cause similar problems in people? It does not necessarily follow, um, but it is a potential concern, which is why there's so much discussion regarding this topic and research going on. Uh, There are some differences in the way the studies are done in animals. The the, uh, animals are not capable of being monitored all the time the way a child would be having anesthesia. And so uh, children are monitored very carefully, and the amount of anesthesia drugs that are given uh, is changed over time according to the needs of the child during surgery as opposed to an amount, a set amount just being given in the majority of these studies. So we really need to continue to study the effects of anesthesia as we practice it clinically in children um, and and those children, um, how they develop and any issues they may have um, later on down the road. And Dr. Drobish, are all anesthetics created equal? Are some sedatives or anesthetics better or worse than another? Well, we really don't know for sure. Um, As of right now, nearly all of the commonly used anesthetics have been shown to have uh, potential anesthetic toxicity in animals. 
and uh, we're still doing ongoing studies to determine whether certain ones may be better than others, perhaps whether certain combinations may be better or worse than others. And so at this point, we really can't recommend uh, that a single anesthetic is better than another one. So in December of 2012, Smart Tots released its first consensus statement on the use of anesthetics and sedatives in children. Tell us a little bit about this consensus statement and why it was developed. Well, the reason for the consensus statement was to provide some guidance to healthcare providers and parents um, with regard to these research findings that have suggested that anesthetics could be harmful. And Smart Tots uh, is an organization that was developed uh, with the goal of promoting um, research and making safe, making anesthesia safer for all the children um, who undergo it. So it's important for them to put out statements such as this for the public to understand. So who developed and reviewed the consensus statement? Um, the consensus statement um, was developed and review- reviewed by uh, a group of experts in multiple disciplines of medicine, um, including anesthesia, pediatrics, and the neurosciences, um, and they considered all of the uh, evidence and studies that have been done in order to make a statement regarding the anesthetic toxicity. So who's the audience? Well, the audience is meant for uh, multiple groups, so healthcare providers um, and uh, the public, parents and caregivers are all included. And tell us about some of the ongoing research and give us a little blueprint for the future research of what's going on. Well, there are uh, several studies that are, have either recently completed or are ongoing. Uh, there are two recent studies that have compared children who received one episode of general anesthesia that was relatively short with children who received either no anesthesia or regional anesthesia, meaning a numbing medication. And both of those have recently shown that there were no differences in the testing of those children. Now, there are still some ongoing studies regarding uh, children who have had multiple exposures to anesthesia compared to children who have had zero or one exposures, and those are still uh, in progress. And there are many uh, mechanistic aspects that we don't understand how exactly are the anesthetics affecting the neurons. And so studies are ongoing in animals as well in order to continue to understand those interactions. So what should physicians tell parents if their child needs surgery or a procedure that requires anesthesia? Are there some contraindications for institution of it? So in general... Today, anesthesia is safer than it has ever been for children, primarily because we have uh, improved monitoring and newer anesthetic drugs, many choices. Um, However, we do have some concerns sometimes. So the important thing would be to tell parents uh, what are the benefits versus risks to the surgery 
Uh, and the surgeon in particular has an important role here in order to advise the family on whether a surgery is really necessary at a given time or whether it can be postponed. Many surgeries are necessary in the first few years of life, and it's actually detrimental to brain development uh, to not anesthetize a child and not provide proper pain control. And so all of these factors have to be considered and the entire healthcare team make an appropriate decision along with the family as to whether a procedure needs to be done and what anesthetic is required for it. So in summary, doctor, tell other physicians what you'd like them to know about the risks of anesthetic neurotoxicity in infants and children and when to refer to a specialist. So the main issue to think about is that we are not really sure whether anesthetics cause neurotoxicity, but there's a significant concern. And so anesthesia should not be treated lightly. Any procedure that might be elective or could be postponed should be potentially postponed in light of knowing that anesthesia could cause problems and we don't want to do anything that's not necessary. However, it is uh, safe to do anesthesia, uh, particularly, particularly if only one anesthetic is required in young children, and it's very important for necessary surgeries to be carried out in order for the overall health of the child and development to go as uh, best as possible. Thank you so much, Dr. Drobish, for being with us today. A physician can refer a patient by calling Children's Direct Physician Access Line at 1-800-678-HELP. That's 1-800-678-4357. You're listening to Radio Rounds with St. Louis Children's Hospital. For more information on resources available at St. Louis Children's Hospital, you can go to stlouischildrens.org. That's stlouischildrens.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.